Hello, my dear friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. And where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and if you'd like to make a comment or have your questions answered, you can text me at 0401-305077, or you can email info at faithfm.com.au. Also, you can visit our website on faithfm.com.au and uh, leave your messages there. And if you have any questions and requests, we'll be very happy to assist you. Our theme for this week is making sense of conspiracy theories. And this is a big program for us all during this week. And our big question for today in a pluralistic world Does truth exist? Our co-host today is Joseph Maticic, and Joseph is the General Secretary for the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia, and it's good to have you with us again, Joseph. Great to be here, Nick. Joseph, I enjoy um, some of your presentation uh, the other week. uh, We had you with us at uh, Mosson Lakes, where we are running a program into Earth final destiny and you had a couple of presentations there about uh, how to survive uh, the the end end of of the the world world. and also three angels over Adelaide. I really enjoyed that one. What was your uh, impression? What was your uh, feeling being part of that uh, ministry there. Oh, I enjoyed it very much, Nick. It was great to be able to uh, to meet uh, with the folk there um, in Moisson Lakes and to and to share to present. Um, I had I had the opportunity to present two presentations, um, as you said, uh, one on how to survive the end of the world. So we looked at the at the signs of the end of the world and um, how the Bible describes that for us, um, and then we followed it up and looked at the at the fact that um, before any significant event. Uh, before any cataclysmic event, um, God has always had a, a special message mm-hmm. um, just before then to prepare people. And uh, so I was able to to take people to um, into Revelation, particularly Revelation chapter 14, where we, mm-hmm. where we looked at that. And, um, and I really like what you just said, you know, the, a special message for this special time we live in. That's right. Because uh, God would not let us... Flounder. Not knowing. That's not, right. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, I, doesn't leave us to flounder. He doesn't want us to, to not, not be aware, to not know. You're right. He, he, he wants us to be prepared. And yeah, God is a God of love who, who wants to give everyone every, every opportunity mm. to, to know him, to learn about him and to accept him. And also, um, just the, um, the other day, we had uh, David there coming with us, uh, and uh, he was also talking how to kill a dragon, how to slay a dragon, and the second presentation, how to receive the seal of God. And I would like here to just um, uh, do a, a further add for this program, because uh, this coming Friday, yeah. we have an amazing presentation with Mark Wilson. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wilson is a world-traveled, uh, you know, um, preacher. Truly an international speaker. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. he's Great going presenter. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's going to talk about how to avoid the mark of the beast. Mm. I believe that will be really something, you know, to, to learn yeah. from the Bible yeah. about the mark of the beast. And um, he will follow up on uh, Saturday with mm. uh, how to start your new beginnings. Mm. Now, again, this presentation are uh, at Dennis Center 12 to 
24 Garden Terrace mm. Moston Lakes and it starts Friday uh, evening at 7 p.m. At and follow up with uh, Saturday afternoon the next day mm. from 4 uh, p.m. Mm. And if you like to come please uh, contact us on 0401305077. You can uh, write us uh, email also if you like at uh, uh, maridel_tina@yahoo.com and that's m a r i d e l _t i n a at @yahoo.com. Joseph with so many views opinions believes how can we find mm. truth what is the source of truth yeah yeah it's 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 a really good question nick uh, especially in this day and age of of what we have this idea of nick of political correctness now um what is politi- political correctness Politi- political correctness essentially is this um idea where we avoid using words or expressions uh that are that are seen to exclude marginalize or insult groups of people who may be socially disadvantaged or discriminated against mm-hmm. that's that's really what sort of what political correctness is and and we see a lot of that uh we we are now uh, especially here in 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 Australia the last number of years very careful in our speech and uh, a speech in in public through the media uh, you know we know our, our politicians our, our leaders uh, other other figureheads sports stars are, are careful in this and look to an ex- to an extent this is a good thing nick uh, we, we you know it's good to be careful about how we speak about others it's being respectful mm-hmm. uh, about their their cultures their religious views perhaps th- their backgrounds so you know related to this is 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 being being tolerant to uh able to 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 respect others it's a matter of enjoying the differences of opinion now when we it, when we look at this however though there, there is a there is a caution here and and especially when we translate it to the christian faith and to god if we are not wanting to offend people what can happen is some christians promote then this idea known as pluralism mm-hmm. religious pluralism nick uh religious pluralism is this idea that uh all religions uh, are valid mm-hmm. and they they are all a, a pathway pathway to god uh the, the religious pluralism means that there are there's more than one way to to know god there there, there are more than more ways than one to to experiencing him um and and to get to heaven it, 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 to put it simply it, it's the idea that there are many paths to heaven mm-hmm. uh it, it's the idea then that you know therefore Jesus could be one way uh, as is buddha um or through um eastern meditation um uh, or some some other other kind of spiritual practices what may be truth for you this idea promotes uh may not be truth for me. Mhm. Um we and and sort of what's kind of also undergirding is this concept well look we all just need to love one another mm-hmm. that's the most mm-hmm. important thing. Mm. Uh I share a bit, I can share a bit of a story here about um some years ago um Norman Vincent Peel. Now Norman Vincent Peel um is probably really well known for a 
a best-selling book called The Power of Positive Thinking. He was actually also an, uh, a church minister. Okay. An American minister. And he once uh, was on the, the American TV show, the Phil Donahue show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Norman Vincent Peale... Uh, made this made these statements. He said, "It's not necessary to be born again. You have your way to God. I have mine." And then a bit further on, he said, "God is everywhere." And and he he, he mentioned uh, Peel. He sort of indicated that he he had found a source of peace mm-hmm. through through Shinto through, through Shintoism. This okay. uh, you know, Eastern Eastern religion. Now it's interesting. Donahue, the host was actually shocked by this. And he, he, he said, you are a Christian minister. Mm-hmm. Aren't you meant to tell me that Christ is the way? And Peel replied, well, Christ is one of the ways. God is everywhere. Wow. Mm. That's amazing. Mm. That's amazing. And, you know, while you're saying that, I remember I, um, I was told once by somebody that the um, kingdom of heaven or the way towards the kingdom of heaven is a bit like uh, when you go uh, hiking you know and you go to reach a top of a mountain you know you can approach different ways you know as long as you can get on top of the mountain and I was thinking of that hang on a second yeah that's good point I mean you can approach the the peak of the mountain maybe from different ways but when you read in the Bible and the Bible says one way you know one shepherd one flock one baptism one this and that, and I was thinking that, you know what? I grew up in the mountains, you know, yeah. and I know how easy it is yeah. to get lost. Yeah, yeah. Even having intention to go towards the peak of that mountain, mm. and how easily you can get lost if you are not following the right way. Yeah, the in, the idea there that that seem is indicating is it's suggesting that we are all heading to the same mm-hmm. spot, mm-hmm. the same place, the same same goal. Um, that is, in your example, you know, the peak of the mountain. And so it doesn't matter how we get there as long as we get to the same way. And so, and that is part of this idea of, of religious pl- pluralism, Nick. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, Joseph, um, I mean, talking about this, um, are there some problems with, uh, uh, with the religious uh, hmm. pluralism, pluralism? Yeah. Look, Nick, there are. There, there, let me suggest three initially. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to really, you know, in, in this program, look at this uh, particularly as we get into into scripture. So, problem number one with this is that religious pluralism fails in its goal. Uh, like like your example a little bit before, um, where it's it, it, it suggested that um, yeah, we're all on a hike and there's different paths, but as long as we get to the top, it, it doesn't really matter. Well, religious religious pluralism fails in its goal. Uh, in the sense that uh, it actually doesn't get us to the top, Nick. Uh, it doesn't get us to the goal. The goal being to, to, to get to God, to mm-hmm. know God. Mm-hmm. Um, religious pluralism fails in that. Because, uh, you know, religious pluralism has this idea that no one has the truth. No one person, no one group, uh, and we can say no one church, mm-hmm. whatever, in other words, no one is really right. Therefore, I mean, if that's the case, then uh, therefore no one can be certain that their path leads to God. Wow. Uh, so that, that, that's, that, that's a problem. That, 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 that's a problem. I mean, um, it, it may sound 
initially like it's um, uh, respectful, Nick, of, of everybody that, um, hey, none of us are right. That kind of says, oh, okay, yeah, that, that's kind of a, a, a nice, respectful, humble thing to say. No one's right. But, Nick, surely you, you know, you would want to ultimately know if you're not right. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. right? You, you, you don't want to be thinking, oh, well, yeah, you're not even right either, or that there's no way to know the right thing. So, and, that, I, that's and I don't want to hear the words from Jesus saying, depart from me, I never knew you, you know, because just because of uh, uh, not knowing the way, the path, because God actually, uh, it's showing us. Yeah. That way. Yeah, that's right. So now the second initial problem that we see with with religious pluralism is that it does not make sense. Mm. Those who promote religious pluralism claim that all religions are essentially the same. But, Nick, that is not the case. Uh, The the, the fact is that on the surface they may seem the same, Mm. but at it, their core, there are fundamental differences. So that's that's the second problem. Mm-hmm. A third problem with religious pluralism, and and this is getting into our main topic and, and main issue, is that it's actually incompatible with Christianity, which means it's it's just opposed. It's incompatible. It it it's, goes against it. It's incompatible with Christianity because religious pluralism uh, demands that that we deny the central truths of the Bible, the main teachings of, the, of Scripture. However, Nick, the Bible is clear that salvation comes through faith in Jesus, who is the only way to salvation. Uh, in, um, in the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul told the Ephesians that at one time, and, and I'll quote here from chapter 2, uh, he says this in verse 12, that uh, he says that, that those believers at one time they were separate from Christ excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. That's in verse 12. So uh, Paul here is, is saying that without Christ, they were without God. Over in Romans chapter 5, he told the Romans that righteousness came through Jesus and the atoning sacrifice that he made. And as we will see, and we'll, we'll say more about this mm. a little bit later on. Um, then Jesus himself plainly stated in John 14 that no one comes to the Father but by me. Because pluralism denies uh, these specifics about salvation, it clearly, it, sorry, it is clearly at odds uh, uh, with, with Christianity. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. There's, there's three initial problems. And, and, you know, so number one, it actually failed in its goal. You know, it's saying that no one's right, therefore we can't really know. Uh, it, it actually doesn't make sense because um, of the idea that uh, we're all all on a similar path. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it, they are actually fundamentally different. And thirdly, it's actually incompatible with Christianity. Mm-hmm. And, and Joseph, we are back to the original question yeah. here. In a pluralistic world, yeah. then does truth exist? Because uh, as you just shared here, I mean, none of us may be true. In, uh, in our way to, you know, to, to heaven or to whatever. But then what's truth? Does truth exist then? Yeah, r- really good. And that, that's, that's really what we want to look at today, Nick. And this, you know, I just want to, again, highlight how important this is. Um, we are uh, very much at the moment in a society, um, Nick, where, where um, this idea of tolerance um, is, is, uh, is so much there that... Uh, people uh, 
have got this idea that there isn't one source only of truth. Mm. Uh, there isn't only only one way. Um, and um, and so that that leads us to to really I need to explore this this question, uh, and that's what we want to do. Nick, um, let me let me just share uh, a couple of opening passages of scripture. Uh, first one is in here in Isaiah chapter fifty five and verse six. The Bible says this: "Seek the Lord while he may be found; call on him while he is near." Uh, and then it goes on. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord. He will have mercy on them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Bible says, seek the Lord while he, he may be found. In other words, if we seek, we will be able to find. There, there is a way. Uh, similar words are then found over in the book of Jeremiah, uh, chapter 29, and uh, verses 13 and 14. Uh, and it says there... Uh, God says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. What we find here, Nick, is that God can be known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he says it quite clearly. If, if we seek, we, we will be able to find. That, Therefore, in answer to the question, uh, in this pluralistic world, where there are so many ways, and and the idea is that everyone claim, you know, everyone's path is supposedly the one, and mm-hmm. uh, no one's really got it fully right, and you know, we can't say that one or the other. And therefore, well, is there any way to really know? Yeah, the Bible is indicating that. Yeah, God is God can be known. Not only can be known, but He actually is uh, inviting people to. To seek, and when they seek, they will find. They mm-hmm. will find him. Uh, God has revealed Himself, and God has revealed the truth about Him, so that we can know Him. So that I want to put that out there as a, sort of a, as a foundational uh, concept. Mm-hmm. It's clear um, God does want to be known. I mean, there, there's sort of this idea that um, you know God is um, well. We can't really. Know. I mean, God is so great, and yet He is Nick. God is greater than anyone. We cannot we cannot contain God. Yes. Um, no one has um, you know everything fully of, of God because He's is greater than us. But therefore, that doesn't mean that we can't actually know Him at all because He promised us that He will reveal Himself to exactly us. Exactly right. We we are not left in the darkness, just uh, ramble around. And you know, we, yeah. it's important to have a, a direction. Joseph, I'm going to take a short break right now. And we are going to also introduce a book for our listeners. Uh, just uh, grab a pen or a piece of paper if you like to write down a number which we give and some information there because we are going to share with you an amazing book today. And this can be yours free of charge and no obligation. You're listening to The Drive Time Show with Nick, coming to you live from Adelaide. And the book I'm talking about is called The Great Controversy. Joseph, do you know this book? Uh, what do you can tell about this book? Yeah, Nick, this this is a very very powerful book. This is a book written uh, written just over a hundred years ago now, Nick, and it it um, it describes essentially uh, world history, uh, but from a religious point of view, mm-hmm. from 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 just after the time of Jesus, um, just around the fall of Jerusalem, seventy A.D. 
and it covers history right down through do, right down to our day, Nick, mm-hmm. and the events that are going to unfold um, before us um, with uh, with the return of Jesus and um, and and his uh, king that's going to be set up. It, it is actually a very powerful book. It actually reveals what's happening behind the scenes, you know, um, and and that's why this week, particularly looking at this whole concept of. Um, uh, Making sense of conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, p- people, p- uh, people who are out there, Nick, Nick who are uh, who are watching what's happening in the world. People who are thinking. People who are observing. Recognize that that things are taking place, and that things are not what they appear to be. Mm-hmm. Nick, that there's, that there's probably things behind the scenes. This book, the Great Controversy, uh, actually is a, is one that reveals this great. Conflict, Conflict yes, yeah, yeah, that's essentially what it means. Yep. This battle but that, that's been going on between good and evil uh, down through history, and it is a powerful book. I, I highly recommend it. it. It is one of the most powerful. It, 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 it you know, there's, there's a lot in there, um, but uh, when you get into it, uh, you will not regret it at all. It, it's a book that has impacted a number of very, very significant and, people down. And through I history. heard about that has been uh, endorsed by. Uh, Many, many people, you know, uh, one of the best, you know, Christian uh, book uh, yes. to be able to put yep. your hands on and to yep. read. And um, I'm just addressing our listener yep. now. This is your opportunity to put your hands on this amazing book. You just need to call us on 0401 You can send us an SMS on this number. And for the 10 first people, we used to say this because we want to really encourage mm. you to... Uh, to get this book uh, while we have it available here. You can also uh, write an email. Yep. Um, info at faithfm.com.au or visit our website faithfm.com.au But the number again, which you can send right now, text to us, it's 0401 And we'll make sure that you'll have this book delivered at your door uh, free of charge. An obligation. Joseph, we are coming back to our question for today is um, pluralism yeah. in today's society. society yeah. uh, can we find truth mm-hmm. or is doesn't matter which way you go, yeah. you can uh, still get, uh, get there where, where you want to. Yeah. And I would like to ask you um, something here. You mentioned about uh, passages in Isaiah and in Jeremiah, yeah. uh, how God promised uh, yeah, to us that, that if he we will, seek uh, him, we, we will be able we to can find, find him. him. That's we right. can find him. Yep. Now, are there, any, uh, are there any other stories yeah. you can share with us uh, to, to it, emphasize a bit more and illustrate? Yeah, look, it, it might be helpful. Um, a lot of people will be aware of this, uh, the example that's used of how a number of blind men uh, were trying to describe what an elephant is. You know, and you have um, these blind men who are groping in that um, they can't see, and so they're uh, they're feeling the elephant. And so one person uh, says, "Oh, the elephant is the elephant is like a uh, a rope, mm-hmm. right? Because they they felt the the tail of of the elephant." Yes. And another person said, "Oh, no, no, it's it's like a, a big trunk um, because they felt you know they felt the leg of it." Another one says, "No, it it is uh, it is be like a big round thing because they were feeling the uh, the body of the elephant." Uh, and so we often use that illustration. To say, uh, people sort of say that. Well, that's 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 that sort of explains people and their spiritual journey. Uh, it shows uh, that everyone sees truth differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then the other idea that's, that's 
this example is used to, to portray is diversity of belief is to be valued. Um, it's, it also suggests that it's unreasonable to expect that truth can be found. Um, however, Nick, there's actually another way to really look at this. A better way to look at this is this one. Just as elephants exist, so does truth. Yes. Uh, secondly, um, blindness is not to be valued. Uh, in, in our circumstance, spiritual blindness is not to be valued. Um, and God does not want his people to, to wander in, in darkness and, and in blindness, and he, he brings in light. So, yeah, that, that's an interesting example to, to, to look at. And, and just while you say that, uh, from a Christian point of view here now, uh, we are not uh, supposed to walk blindly, you know, no. not knowing the way uh, God is revealing to us. And he even uh, said to in his time to his disciples, uh, I am the light. I am the way I'm, you know, uh, God is revealing that thing. And I'm wondering when Christians and not only Christians, but generally when Christians are uh, uh, trying to 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 excuse to say so you know some of their ways yes because that's how they understand that's how they touch the elephant you know they touch the elephant from the back there and thinking it's a robe you know or or that the way why not to go and to the source yes right of the truth yeah and find it out yeah that's exactly right yeah Mm. just because there are uh, people who don't have a uh, who have maybe have um, one perspective that does not mean that there isn't the the objective truth mm-hmm. in this case that there is actually a full element that does exist. Yeah, you're right, Nick. Um, the, the other, if, if we move on, Nick, um, Jesus. We come to the words of Jesus in Matthew, uh, particularly Matthew chapter seven. Uh, no, notice what Jesus said here: "Ask, and it will be given to you." This is Matthew seven verse seven. Yes. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock. And the door will be open to you. Truth is there if we seek it. Now we, we've sought before that God said, "If you seek me, you will find me." So I think we've established that point fairly well. Let's read on a little bit further. Jesus then says here in verse, uh, it's actually verse thirteen, Matthew seven, verse thirteen. Jesus said, "Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction." And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Notice here very carefully what what the Bible is telling us. It's saying that there are not many ways. There is actually only mm. one way. Here it's called the uh, the, the the narrow gate, the the, the, the narrow the, the narrow way. Um, so, in other words, Nick. Religious pluralism is not just wrong, it is actually dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go on. Uh, very next verse. Verses. Uh, 15, uh, verse 15 to 20. Jesus goes on. He says, Watch out for false prophets. Uh, they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Mm. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes? Or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Mm. Thus, Jesus concludes this passage, thus by their fruit you will will recognize them. Truth 
and error. What we get from this passage, Nick, is that truth and error are always clearly evident. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes it may take time, just like with fruit. Uh, it, it takes time for fruit to develop. And to ripen. That's mm, right. Mm. But eventually it does. And so that's that's something that's, uh, yeah, important. Yeah, and, and Joseph, while you're, saying, while you're saying that here, I have that feeling that uh, people may uh, want to, again, may want to excuse themselves and their ways just because of uh, what they like, not what the truth stands for. Yeah. Because that could be dangerous uh, also. And as you mentioned uh, there, the, the narrow way, I mean, I, my, my, my brother, my oldest brother, you know, and I like to share about him uh, sometime because he's not here. He's far away in the uh, in country far away from me. <laughs> he doesn't hear me probably, but not that I'm uh, talking behind his, behind his back. But he will say many times, you know what, ah, don't tell me anymore about that, you know, truth of the Bible and so on. Where other people will go, I will go too. No, you know what I mean? That uh, yeah. can be a very dangerous approach. You know, I yeah. mean, you're yeah. looking at the multitudes of people Going and you're with, thinking yeah. that if they, men, they're going in a direction, they must go in the right direction because there are many. Yeah, they, they, think, they think that they are in good company because that's where most are. And yeah, you're right, Nick. So you know, Jesus here is actually warning us to, to be aware of the majority. And, and, and look, yeah. Going back to our topic of religious pluralism, mm-hmm. um, it comes from this idea of of being uh, tolerant, and tolerance is where we yeah we, we're careful. We we also um, put up with uh, what people think or say. Uh, we respect views, um, but it, it can lead to the idea that yeah we we all need to be in this kind of thing together. But Jesus is warning and saying no, the majority are not actually right, and we still need to be uh, to accept. People, I, I have a saying uh, myself. I like to use. I like to accept everybody mm. as they are for a change, yeah. <laughs> because you know, if you if you can find the truth and you can offer something good there, you know, the truth. Why not to um, to do that? I mean, you, you said earlier about uh, you know um, how dangerous can be. I mean, is religious pluralism dangerous then? Yeah. It is, Nick, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll explain why. Uh, when we come to Matthew chapter 24, uh, Matthew 24 actually is a very, very significant chapter in Scripture, Nick. Um, this is, uh, the, the setting here is when Jesus was with his disciples uh, just before his, his crucifixion. Uh, so it's nearing the end of his time here on earth. And um, here it, it meant, they called his attention to the, to the temple. Um, and Jesus then made the prediction there. He said, not one stone will be left upon another till they're thrown down. And they, they, mm. they asked him, well, when will this be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Mm. Um, and so Jesus then, uh, in answering the question about when will the destruction of Jerusalem happen, also uh, answers their question about the end of the age. They actually thought that the two were one of the, going to be one and the same event. The destruction of Jerusalem and the end of the world will be one of the same event. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesus didn't uh, spe- distinguish at that point in time, um, but um, he then goes on to give signs of the, of the time, signs of the end of the world. From verse 4, Nick, mm-hmm. this is the first thing that Jesus uh, says in answer to that question, what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? The first thing he said, verse 4, Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. Wow. Yes. That's the first thing. I mean, of all the things that Jesus could have specified, he, he, he could have sort of said, oh, okay, well, first of all, this is what's going to happen. 
Yeah, so look look out for this first, uh, as if to sort of list a series of a sequence of events. Yet he he gives this warning: watch out that no one deceives you. That was the prophecy in itself. Yeah, that's right. And so he's indicating that there is going to be deception. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's deception, Nick, that must mean that there is false teaching. That's right. And if there's false teaching, there must it's false teaching because there is also. Truth. That's right. Right. That's because right. you cannot have false things if you, there is not truth somewhere. That's right. Absolutely. And, and Jesus, Jesus then, in verse 5, he goes on. He says, For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. Mm-hmm. Are we picking up the, these words? Many are going to come? Many? Uh, you know, that, there's this idea. And, and this, is, this is religious pluralism, this idea of... Many roads, many pathways, we're all all going. Mm. And Jesus is saying, there's going to be many out there, but they're wrong. Uh, then a little bit further on in this chapter, Jesus says in verse 24, similar words, a, a similar warning here, Nick. He says, for false, uh, yeah, for false messiahs and, and false prophets or false Christ and false messiahs will, will appear and they will perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even even the elect. Uh, Jesus is warning of deception. And as we said, this indicates that there must be truth. Just as there is deception, uh, so there is there is a truth. Now, in fact, truth and error, this is interesting to see how this actually works, Nick. Truth and error will, will actually resemble each other. Um, the, the devil... The devil is cunning. The devil is is very very um, tricky. He he's, he's used a, a couple of main tactics. His two main tactics uh, throughout time have been this: one, force, and the other one is deception. Now, force hasn't really worked uh, this, because people resist it. For example. Um, Nick, we have where force was used, you know, in, in history, uh, force against God's people, force against Christian by uh, wanting to punish them if they're going to, to want to follow follow Christ. Uh, for example, Christians thrown into the lions, uh, martyrs burned. So that that's force. That's the enemy really using force against um, against people. And yet force hasn't worked. And so then... Uh, the other method that the devil uses is is a much more subtle method, and that is of deception. Mm. Deception. Now, to illustrate this, Nick, um, for example, when 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 you have uh, counterfeit money, Nick, uh, the counterfeit money, for example, you will never get a counterfeit fourteen dollar note, Nick. Why is that? Because there is not one like that. That's exactly right. There, there is no such original yeah, note ex- at all. And so uh, deception is, is actually counterfeit. It, it is making the truth, ma- making, sorry, uh, the falsehood look like mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. And counterfeit is the main method of the devil. Now, the Bible actually tells us about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and uh, verses 14 and 15. It says, No wonder, uh, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. 
an angel of light. In other words, uh, he appears and he works as some as an angel of light. That, that is that is something an angel of light indicating um, something great, something good, something true. And then it goes on, verse 15, it's not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. In other words, um, the, counter, the devil's main method is actually counterfeiting. Um, and uh, the Bible warns us, especially in the, in the last book, there, Nick, in, in, chapter, in Revelation chapter 13 and also in, there in chapter 16, that, uh, that, that the enemy at the end of time will, will perform signs and wonders and miracles uh, to, to, to deceive. To deceive as many as yep. possible. Yep. Absolutely right, uh, Joseph. Um, hey, we are going to take a short break here and uh, we'll be back. Uh, you are going to listen to a song. A beautiful song by uh, Harmony Quartet. And I'm proud to say that uh, these singers, actually, majority of that group are from Romania, my home country. Listen to this one and we'll be back in a few moments. Giving water in this dry desert land where I dwell And my cup overflowing is the joy that makes me sing Cause I'm still drinking water from the well Oh yes, I'm still drinking water from the well Overflowing from that clear crystal fountain Watch it flow, watch it swell And my soul satisfied and happy Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Joseph Maticic. Our big question for today is uh, in a pluralistic world, does truth exist? And we are offering you an amazing book uh, this week called The Great Controversy. And if you like to put your hands on this one, you just need to uh, send us an SMS or ring us on 0401-305077. You can email us um, writing an email, info at 
faithfm.com.au or visit our website faithfm.com.au. But again, the number which you can write away now here, send an SMS is 0401-305-077. And Joseph, that book, uh, I believe you, um, you read it, did you? Yes, yes, I have. And, and, um, Nick, I, I often refer back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, as I said, it, it's, it's a big book. Um, but don't let that put anyone off. It it, it is it is uh, it, it's something that you actually keep for life, and, yes. and you would you would come back to it and, and read it and reread it. It's a great reference. It's a great resource. And, um, and uh, Nick, I just want to stress it, it. This is a book that I know of. I've met a number of people apart from the Bible. This is probably the next greatest book that's changed their lives. Wow. Yep. Wow. That's amazing. That's, yep. uh, don't miss this opportunity, uh, dear ones there, and um, give us a, a call or uh, an SMS uh, to get this book uh, for you. We're coming back, uh, Joseph, to uh, the topic for today, uh, trying to see if in a pluralistic world Truth exists mm. or not. And um, I like to, uh, what, what the Bible says about religious life in our days. Yeah, in Second Timothy chapter 3, Nick, it says this, that it, there will be terrible times in the last days. This is Second Timothy chapter 3 from verse 1. Uh, it, it describes people as being lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, etc. And then I want to notice here what it says, particularly about religious life, Nick. In verse 5, it says that they have a form of godliness but deny its power mm. have a form of godliness this is this is important nick uh notice how religion and religious people are described um yeah people are going to look religious but it says that they have no power they deny the power that it's it's it, in other words it's it's not the right it's not the right way mm. absolutely and then uh, as we continue to look in the next few minutes um what is truth okay Let's go straight to John 14, verse 6, where, where, and, and this really, really, um, addresses this question of, um, religious pluralism and, uh, and whether we can, we can find truth. Because it says there, verse 6, John 14, 6, Jesus answered and said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Wow. Very clear, very direct, and can I add, very exclusive. Uh, there is only one way, and that that is on which Christ, that is the basis on which Christianity uh, is really formed and established on the fact that there aren't multiple paths. Uh, it is the only way. It's, it's not making an arrogant claim. It is, it is stating uh, stating a fact. But he spoke with authority on, in this regard because you mentioned a bit earlier about other, uh, you know, uh, religious leaders, and uh, but none of them could claim uh, sur- uh, such things. You know, right. follow me. Uh, I am the truth. Uh, they can have good advice. They can have good teachings, and but Jesus claimed. To be God, exactly right. Yes, and He was speaking uh, as as the authoritative source of the truth. Yeah, yeah, I believe yep. that was amazing. A- absolutely right. Yeah, uh, and um, and and so yeah, and, and just taking that a little bit, a bit further, Nick, um, uh, there is only one way because there is only one way in which uh, salvation could be provided. In Acts chapter four, it says there is no other name given under heaven by which we may, must be saved. 
other than the name Christ Jesus is referring to. Uh, so, that, yeah, it, it is exclusive. There is only one path. There is only one way. Um, it's exclusive in the method, uh, as has been mentioned on this program once before, Nick, uh, but it's inclusive in its invitation and its scope for people to, uh, to, to accept that, that path. Uh, and, and so Jesus says that he is the way. He is the truth. Jesus is the embodiment of truth. Can we find truth today in a pluralistic world? Yes, we can, and it is found in Jesus. He said he is the truth. He, he, is, the, uh, he is the embodiment of it. He, he is the embodiment of it. Uh, but then it, it, we go on further. Uh, Jesus uh, gives this great promise. Uh, in verse in John 16 and verse 12, Jesus said, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. He said to his uh, listeners, disciples at that point in time. Mm-hmm. But, but when he, Jesus then adds, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Jesus says, there's more I need to tell you. He says, I am the truth, but there's more to tell you. But the Holy Spirit, when he comes after I've ascended to to heaven, he will guide you into all truth. Again, can we know the truth? Yes. Yes, we can. It, It makes it, the Bible makes it very clear here that not only is Jesus that truth, but he gives us the spirit that will guide people. People who are genuinely seeking the truth will come to know it. Oh, the, truth, the truth is centered in Jesus mm-hmm. as the as the embodiment of it. It is centered in him, Nick. And then, then we have to look at this. John chapter 17 and verse 3. Uh, as Well, yeah, verse, th- verse, verse 17, sorry. Um, John 17, verse 17. Jesus said this. Uh, it, it, this is a prayer, a great prayer of Jesus for, for people. He says, sanctify them by the truth. Then he said, your word is truth. In other words, the word, the written word is the truth. Mm. Truth is found in Jesus and it is defined in Scripture. Uh, Jesus elsewhere, just uh, also while we're in, in, here in the Gospel of John, which actually is saying so much about this, this, this topic that we're looking at here related to uh, finding truth in our pluralistic society, uh, Jesus said in John chapter 8 and, uh, and verse 32, he said, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set, set you, free. you free. Wow, yeah. that's a very important passage in the Bible. It is, mm. it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so truth, uh, truth actually is liberating, Nick. It, 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 yes, whilst it speaks against the fact that there is many paths, it, it actually is directing us to the path, and that path is actually going to set, going to set us free. And yeah, we, we we find the Bible elaborates on a number of these. Just very quickly, Nick, for example, um, the, the truth about um, the, the the gospel. That's the good news of how we can have our sins forgiven, of how we can find peace and meaning to life. Uh, that does bring us bring us hope and and, and fulfillment to life. Um, the the biblical truth 
about repentance brings us freedom from guilt. The biblical uh, truth about death brings us freedom from fear of what death may uh, may involve. Uh, The biblical teaching on the return of Jesus brings us uh, freedom to hope. Uh, the biblical teaching, for example, on the Sabbath brings us freedom from work and the treadmill treadmill of life. Absolutely. Hey, Joseph, that's uh, really good. Uh, time is going very fast uh, today, and I just want to uh, advertise again the program which we are running at um, Denison Center in Mawson Lakes. Would you like to run us through that one? Uh, a great, great series there. Um, Called into Earth's final destiny, and it's it's really picking out some of the the um, the, the key themes from the, the the book of Revelation, Nick, and um, it's being run uh, at the uh, Mawson Lakes uh, School there on Garden Terrace, Mawson Lakes in Adelaide, uh, this coming Friday and Saturday. The final two presentations with Mark Wilson, international presenter, um, great presenter, Mark, and he's going to be looking on Friday night about how to avoid the mark of the beast. That's This is a topic that's of intrigue and sometimes mm-hmm. quite misunderstood. So Friday night, this Friday night, August 28, 7 o'clock, and then uh, on Saturday, August 29, at 4 p.m., the title of the topic will, that will be How to Start Your New Beginning. Oh, that's great. And please uh, give us a call on 0401-305-077 if you like to book your place there. It's a free entry, but we just want to know uh, how many people uh, are coming to to cater for for them. As I was uh, walking today, I met a young man uh, running on the oval there. And, uh, we, and when we opened a discussion about the times we live in and the revelation, he said, you know why so many people are looking into revelation a little bit more these days mm. than before. And this is one of the things uh, here you can find from uh, revelation uh, will be more information. Joseph, in few minutes uh, have left here. How can we draw a conclusion mm. here about uh, the topic we have here in a Pluralistic world yep. is their truth. Yep. Uh, yeah, look, um, l- let me share w- one more passage and then a couple of statements, Nick, uh, very powerful statements. In the Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, verses 9 to 11, it, it, it has a very, uh, some very somber words there. It talks about the, the coming of the lawlessness. Law, verse 9, reading, The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders, that serve the lie and all the ways the wickedness deceives those who are perishing they perish now notice these words they perish because they refused to love the truth and so be saved they refused to love the truth and so be be saved uh, you know nick it, it, it's it's a warning there that there is a truth mm-hmm. and um those who are lost are those who refused to, to love the truth. Wow. Um, what we have discovered today in the program is this, if we can summarize it like this. Religious pluralism is incompatible with Christianity and the Bible. Truth does exist. It is found in the person of Jesus as the embodiment of truth and in the written word, the Bible. Now, Nick 
two statements. Uh, uh, yeah, t- well, yeah, two t- two statements, uh, t- two two short paragraphs from that I want to share actually from the book, The Great Controversy, the one that we're offering to our listeners mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we again invite them to yeah to call in and um, get their copy of this book. Speaking on this very topic, notice what it says. Um, it says wherever the divine teachings are rejected, sin ceases to appear sinful. Or righteousness desirable. Mm. The doctrine that people are released from obedience to God's requirements has weakened the force of moral obligation and opened the floodgates of iniquity upon the world. Now, just just ponder that word very carefully. I mean, that, that's there's actually a lot packed in there. Essentially, what what the author here is saying um, is it's referring to this idea that you know, when divine teachings are rejected uh, and the, the idea is shared that we're released from obedience to God's requirements, that, that, that's, that's religious pluralism, mm-hmm. really, Nick. That, that's really saying, oh, you don't actually have to go on one specific way in obeying God. No, if, if you choose to obey God, you can do that. Or if you want to go to um, some other religious way, that's okay. All paths lead to heaven. It's actually saying that that concept of religious pluralism has actually opened the floodgates of iniquity, of evil upon the world. And then there's one more statement. Uh, it says, but God, it says, God will have a people on the earth to maintain the Bible and the Bible only as a standard of all doctrines and the basis of all reforms. The opinions of learned men, it goes on to say, the deductions of science, the decrees or decisions of ecclesiastical councils, as numerous and, and as are the churches that they represent, the voice of the majority, not one or all of these should be regarded as evidence for or against any point of religious faith. Before accepting any doctrine or precept, we should demand a plain, thus saith the oh, Lord. That's great. Joseph, can you close with a few words of prayer? Let's do that. Please. Absolutely. Dear God, we do live in a very pluralistic society. We live in a, in a, in a culture and an environment where uh, political correctness has gone to such an extent that uh, we, we are afraid to, to speak out. And, and the idea there, Lord, that is all everyone is on the right path. We're all in the same journey and we'll eventually get there, Lord. But we have, we have discovered today in our program that that is not the case, that there is only one way that there is only one truth, and uh, that is found in the person of Jesus, that he's the embodiment of it, and, and that he has revealed it to us through the written word, the scriptures. Thank you for your written word, the Bible that we have that's available to us, that, that points us to the fact that there is only one way. Help us to find that way. Through your word is my prayer for each of us today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's all for uh, today. Uh, we, um, we are talking this week about uh, making sense of conspiracy uh, theories. And um, next uh, program will be talking about um, uh, does the Bible support any conspiracies? You are listening to Faith FM. Drive Time, BQ&A, and this is Nick Rita with our co-host Joseph Maticic saying uh, goodbye to you all. And I will leave you with a beautiful song, Ancient Words.